All right. I'm ready when you are. Ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Great. Okay. Hello, my name is Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and I'm your guest host to uh, the new year of Delaware State of the Arts here on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And today I have the pleasure of having with me Jessica Ball, who has recently been appointed the new executive director for the Delaware Division of the Arts. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks, Michelle. I'm excited to be here and uh, excited for this new adventure and this new role. Yeah, it's a great start to the new year. So I appreciate you taking time out of your, I imagine, a very busy schedule to talk with us and, and talk a little bit about um, what taking the helm of the DDOA is going to look like. So for those who may not know you, do you want to just give us a quick background on you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what drew you to a career in arts advocacy coming from sort of a different part of the arts world? Sure, sure. Yeah, well, um, uh you know, a lot of people who know me through my arts advocacy work don't necessarily realize this, but I'm, I'm a very uh, creative person. I myself am a maker and an artist. It's something that I um, practice regularly in my personal life just as a way to sort of, um, you know, just as an outlet for creative expression, just as a way to sort of manage my stress. And it's uh, something I've done my whole life. Both of my grandparents who uh, helped raise me were artists. And in fact, they met at art school. And um, growing up, I was always hanging out with my grandfather in his studio. And, um, you know, he, he actually started a design build exhibit company. So we had a shop. Um, uh, a family run shop. And so I learned how to use power tools pretty young oh and uh, learned how to <laughs> learn how to make things. And for me, um, dreaming up something and then figuring out how to make it and bringing it to life has always just been a great source of joy. And it makes me feel very um, accomplished and sort of in, in control. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, it's something I've been doing uh, as far back as I can remember. And um, when I went to college, uh, I decided to study architecture. I figured that was kind of a practical way to put my creativity to use. Um, and uh, and I, I uh, proceeded to graduate school in, in design as well. And so I worked in uh, the design and architecture fields for um, the first part of my career. And I have to say what drew me to those fields ultimately was, you know, you know, a way to um, create interesting uh, and beautiful spaces. And I think um, what interested me about architecture and, and landscape architecture is this question of like, what makes places amazing places to be in and, and to, to occupy. And um, I think a lot of that has to do with, um, frankly, our culture, our, our, you know, the, the expression of our, of our humanity and our culture um, and our creativity. And so, um, you know, for me, the, the turning point was realizing in grad school uh, when I was studying historic preservation, which is a field that is known 
for advocacy and for really paying attention to policy, um, that's when I started to realize uh, how important policy is in our day-to-day -day lives and how it really shapes the places that we live and, and the spaces that we um, spend our lives in. And so um, that's what drew me uh, to, to work in the sort of intersection of policy, advocacy, art, culture, design. And uh, I found myself uh, running the Delaware Arts Alliance and being an advocate for, uh, for arts and arts education. Um, and I love I how would, you found yourself there. It yeah. Was very good to have you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a, kind of a winding road, but um, uh, it was, it was fun to go along. Yeah, well, and you also headed up that organization amidst a very daunting time, right? I mean, you did a lion's share of the work to ensure that the arts in Delaware were, you know, aware of, you know, be, you know, people are aware of them and they're relevant and their importance yeah. and their criticalness. And a lot of us owe a great debt of gratitude to you for that because you did a lot of work. I know that you did for a fact. <laughs> and, um, it's, but it, it was critical. It was, it was a big turning point, I think, for us. There were a lot of, of us that went through this and are still going through this um, time that we needed that type of fierce advocate. And, and I appreciate that more than you know. So, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, the alliance was really born out of a crisis. The 2008-2009 um, uh, recession mm -hmm. hit the arts and culture sector particularly hard. And um, arts and cultural leaders, uh, including Paul Wegraff at the Delaware Division of the Arts, uh, were very concerned about the future of the arts uh, in Delaware. And um, frankly, in 2008, 2009, lots of industries got bailouts or financial help and uh, the creative industries did not. And so we spent the next decade really trying to recover from that. And we weren't in the position of utmost strength going into the pandemic. That's true. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm very glad that uh, that the Delaware arts and culture community back in 2009 uh, realized that we needed um, someone advocating on behalf of the arts and arts education and that we were able to be there at the beginning of this current crisis um, to support the sector. Yeah, you really were at the forefront of that and you were you were boots on the ground and you were running. I know. So it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was a lot of work. And but I think it was all, you know, it, it just made everything that much more vivid to people, how critical the arts are and how important they are to our lives and our, our livelihood and our economic development and our growth and our humanity. Right. Yes. So I, you know, again, that was a lot of work and I, I have to ask you this. I think you might be part of this, but I don't know. Were you um, critical to creating the arts caucus within the general assembly? Was that you're doing or was it? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, uh, that was me and, um, Senator Elizabeth Lockman. Mm -hmm. Um, we, uh, we 
we connected actually at a Delaware Art Summit, um, and I was doing a presentation on uh, how to engage with elected officials, and she uh, she came and she spoke to the audience, and we had a really sort of deep heart-to-heart -heart after, um, after that presentation and talked about, you know, how how can we as a creative community um, start to get proactive about introducing policies that will advance our creative uh, community here in Delaware. And um, it was kind of born out of that discussion. And uh, Senator Lockman has been an amazing uh, leader in, in getting um, the Arts and Cultural Caucus off the ground. And um, Senator Brian Shoup is her uh, caucus co-chair. Um, and it's a, a bicameral bipartisan caucus um, that is really dedicated to understanding Delaware's arts and cultural community and its needs uh, and helping to work with the division, with the Delaware Arts Alliance and with um, constituents to advance arts and culture in Delaware. I think that's, it's, it was so refreshing to see that and um, really nice to know that we can get our politicians to um, bipartisanly agree on something, which is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you for that too. Yes, um, the arts really can bring people together. <laughs> they can. If nothing else, the arts will do it. Um, so, so I know that um, you're really excited to, you know, start your new role, and there's a lot of a lot of things going on, and I'm sure you have a lot of, of, of a lot on your plate. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you see as your initial goals in this position or what your vision is for the division going forward. Um, I know that, you know, they had a lot of um, um, discussions with the with artists and with uh, the community about um, feedback on the division and, and going forward prior to you coming in. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are as you roll into this new role. Yeah, so um, the division went through a big um, strategic planning uh, session actually during the pandemic. And so a lot of the um, community meetings and interviews were held uh, virtually, but the division did move forward um, with, with doing strategic planning in the midst of the pandemic because, you know, they didn't, they, they, they knew we, they knew we needed, they knew we needed some guidance and they really wanted to hear um, from the community. And I think, some of the big um, takeaways for us uh, and what we'll be focusing on is um, working with uh, the Department of Education and the Delaware Arts Alliance on making sure that every Delaware student um, has uh, equitable access to quality arts education experiences um, and that uh, even folks that are out of school um, have access to educational opportunities in the arts. Um, the other thing that's really uh, an important outcome for us is um, uh, making sure that, um, that artists, uh, arts organizations, um, and sort of our arts and cultural programming um, that are happening in Delaware are reflective of the diversity of our communities here in Delaware. Mm -hmm. um, we know that the division um, has long supported the sector, but there are 
uh, folks, there are artists and arts organizations that have been doing community-based work that we haven't reached yet and that the division is not serving um, and not funding. And so um, we've added a new uh, a new position to the division. We have a community engagement program officer now, um, and that role has been filled by Leanne Wallet, who's who's come back to the division. Very uh, happy to hear that. Yeah, very excited to have her back. And so she's going to be really focused on um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and access work. Um, she's going to be making sure that um, the division is doing all that it can to uh, reach as many um, uh, folks in Delaware that are uh, doing arts programming and, and arts services to the community. I think that's great. I was really happy to hear that Leanne was coming back, and especially in that role, because I think she will just be stellar in that position. Yes, so, yes absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Before we press on, I just want to take a moment to remind all of our listeners that you are listening to Delaware State of the Arts on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And we're here talking with Jessica Ball, the new executive director of the Delaware Division of the Arts. So um, we were talking about the, the new additions to, or the, excuse me, the um, sort of the revamp of the DDOA as mm-hmm. it were, after the strategic plan and, and the new position that you've added, which I think is really great. And I think Leanne will, will do a wonderful job in that role. Um, and, and as you said, and as we probably all know, there's a lot of arts organizations and artists and makers who we still need to reach and we still need to advocate for, and we still need to, to support. Yes. So, um, and I'm glad to see that the division is doing that. I think that's a super critical, um, goal that I'm, I'm glad to, to hear that you're doing. What do you think it is about the Delaware arts scene that is so distinctive? You know, we, all of us in the, the arts circle talk about how fortunate we are and how diverse our, our options are for a state as small as ours. And, and we say it all the time, but what do you think coming in as the leader, as the top of the helm of, of the, the support for the arts, what do you think makes arts in Delaware so very special? Well, I think um, I think one of the top things is exactly what you were alluding to for a state the size of Delaware and for cities um, as small as Wilmington, Dover, Rehoboth, Lewis, you know, um, these places have such a depth and breadth of arts and culture offerings and venues that other similarly sized cities do not have. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it, it is, um, it's unique for Delaware to have, you know, to have our own opera company, to have our own symphony, to have our own theater company. And, and I think, um, I think Delaware has these really amazing, sort of anchor institutions that create the sort of infrastructural backbone of the artistic community. But then there's all of these complementary, more community-based offerings as well. And it's heartening for me to see uh, some of our larger uh, institutions partnering and working with the more community-based programs uh, to be able to serve many different kinds of people in many different kinds of places and to do that very thoughtfully and creatively. 
Yeah, I think it's been exciting. And you've especially seen a lot of that in the last few years, a little bit pre-pandemic, but certainly there are people and organizations that are thinking about different ways of doing things because our worlds have changed. Um, The Delaware Art Museum has been doing a fantastic, Molly and her team over there are doing a really fantastic job of expanding their reach and their thoughtfulness and their their programming in a way that's really non-traditional, you know, and for for their institution. And I think that's really great. And then, you know, you talk about places like the the Delaware Contemporary, that's part Mm -hmm. of the theater company and a really cool um, partnership that's going to bring art in all its forms together. And exactly. Yeah. I hope it's Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, just what's so great about this kind of work is that what it means is that there is always something happening pretty much almost every day. If you have an inkling to go out and consume art, culture, creativity, you can find something in Delaware that is within a 10 to 40 minute drive from where you are. That's true. Nobody can say that everywhere in the country. (laughs) Everything in Delaware is 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. Yeah, that's true. I I do love that. I do love that there are opportunities at every level of Mm -hmm. from, you know, from our, our tried and true institutions to, you know, fantastic makers and, you know, you know, street performers and all these things that are in between. It's, it's really special here. And I don't think um, coming from, I came from Pennsylvania, from Pittsburgh. And I think that it's so wonderful here that all those things are so accessible. I don't yes. know if they are in other ways in other places in the country that are bigger than, than Delaware. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. Well, so let's talk about, because um, we're all, you know, we're all still in the throes of, this different world now and, and all the things mm-hmm. that come with it. And there was an extraordinarily wonderful um, response from our community at large in support of the arts during the pandemic. I think it was really great and it was very heartening for all of us. But so as we're coming out of, hopefully out of the pandemic, <laughs> um, what do you think we should be saying to our supporters to continue that level of support or that level of advocacy, if you will, to keep the arts in Delaware strong and thriving and and here. Yeah, well, I think um, I think you're you're absolutely right. We did see the community uh, step up and support the arts. I know the the government certainly did, and all of our arts patrons and and volunteers and donors. Uh, you know, rolled up their sleeves and opened their wallets and really helped us through a very um, challenging time. And that is what really kept organizations from permanently closing. I mean, that was, I'm not kidding when I say that was a real threat. There were, um, there were a couple of months there where it was possible that we could have lost some major organizations or institutions and um, the, the community support is what kept that from happening. And so organizations are here, they're ready to serve their audiences. They're, they're working in ways um, they're working to try to understand what audiences want and need and are comfortable with, and they're trying hard to, to meet those needs. Um, 
And I would just say that we survived the pandemic and now it's time for the arts to thrive. Um, we, we know how essential the arts were to keeping us together and, and keeping us sane during, during the lockdown particularly, but really throughout the course of the pandemic. And um, arts organizations certainly worked hard to um, provide programming um, and services and offerings to uh, community members throughout the last couple of years. And I just want to say, keep supporting your local arts organizations um, and don't hesitate to reach out to them and help them understand um, what they can do to make you comfortable as an arts consumer and an arts patron at this time. Um, there, we're all sort of learning as we go through this pandemic and um, you know, all of the arts organizations uh, want to welcome folks back, um, but they definitely want to understand what makes people comfortable. Um, but uh, I think we're, it's clear that, that we're here and that the arts are resilient. Um, and I think it's important for us all to remember that we came close to losing, uh, we came close to losing some very precious um cultural assets in our community yeah. and um let's let's do what we can to put the arts in a position of strength coming out of this pandemic i think that is a very powerful message that i hope everybody will hear um and i think they have i think people have really realized if nothing else this this has been a wake-up call and and just a, a realization of how critical all of the arts are in everyday life and what you miss when you don't have it Right. Um, so, yeah. So I think that that's really important for everybody to know. So I have a question for you as an artist sure. and a maker. Where can we see your work? <laughs> so um, my drawing and painting for me is very personal. I think of it, it's almost like think of a di somebody that keeps a diary or a journal. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, um, I do make jewelry. Um, I have a creative partner um, slash best friend that I work with. Um, and we, uh, we typically do the, the shows um, during the holidays, like we'll, 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 be selling our goods at the Delaware Art Museum. We've uh, been in the shop at the Delaware Contemporary before, and actually, we're gonna um, we're gonna work on getting back into the shop at the Delaware Contemporary. Um, but we're called Handmade Modern Accessories, and it's all about um, you know making things with uh, traditional materials and in in traditional ways, but with a very contemporary um, aesthetic. So. I told you my grandparents taught me a lot of things and I, I learned to knit from my grandmother and then I picked it up again um, several years ago when I was in bed with a broken leg for a month. And um, so I think, uh, you know, just I work a lot with knitting and I work in clay and we work in metal um, and we just kind of make things um by traditional means, but with a, with a cool contemporary feel to them. That's awesome. I can't wait. I didn't know that you did that. So I can't wait to go and see your stuff. Yes. The jewelry, <laughs> I'm all into the jewelry. So yeah. Okay, cool. And we do it. It's totally just like 
stuff, you know, it's, I do it at night or on the weekends. It's just kind of, um, it's mostly for fun, but um, my friend, uh, well, some, a bunch of my friends started encouraging us to, to put it out there and sell it. I used to just make lots of gifts for people and give it away. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, again, like you said, it's a great uh, creative outlet for stress and, and to, to get it out there. So I'm glad that you're creating as well as leading us into the next chapter of the Division of the Arts. So I want to wrap things up today. And thank you, Jessica, for being with us here and talking about your new position. I'm really excited to have you there. And I can't wait to see what you do. So um, this is Delaware State of the Arts. I'm Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and I want to thank you all for listening on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. Take care.